When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of The Russian Sisters. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are The Russian Sisters. Hello, everyone. Hey, hey. Welcome back. You know, I was just speaking with Ahu, our brother. I was just having a conversation with our brother recently about um, how our voices sound very differently. Like what I hear is my voice is very different from what everybody else hears, like when it's recorded and even probably when I'm speaking. Yeah, definitely for me. Every time I record a video or listen to myself, I'm like, oh, that's what I sound like. Okay. Cause, well, I think I've talked about this. First of all, I am told that I have a softer voice, but it reverberates in my head. I feel like anytime I'm talking, it is so loud in my head. So I think that's why I tend to talk quieter. So it's not so loud. But then also when I, when I hear what I sound like, I'm like, that's not what I sound like in my head either. But yeah, you're right. We just sound a little different. No, I feel like I sound like sing-songy, which I probably do just a little (laughs) bit. But it's interesting what your internal mixer, what your internal sound system does. Oh yeah, completely. And then if you think about it, I was talking about this with our mom actually earlier because Buddy was talking to her about the color of her sweater. And she was like, no, my my sweater color is purple. And he's like, no, it's pink. And so she's looking at me and I was saying, well, it's kind of magenta, you know, both. But we all see, you and I have talked about this. We all see colors differently, slightly differently. And I think we hear things slightly differently as well. Mm -hmm. Slightly differently. Can you say that that way? Slightly differently. Mm, Differently, slightly. Two adverbs back to back. Slights. Okay. Difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what what was it about your voice or hearing it that, that made you bring that up? Nothing really. But every time I like do an intro or like welcome a new episode, I'm like, hey. And it just makes <laughs> me think about that. Like what you guys are hearing and is it pleasing? Because there are some people out there who do podcasts who get ripped for how their voices sound. And then some people are like, oh, I can't listen to that podcast because that sound of the voice just irritates me. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Oh, well, thank you to our listeners who are regular listeners and our faithful listeners for putting up with how our voices sound. Yeah, thanks. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't think I've had it where it's somewhat the pitch of someone's voice. So I have heard that there's a a local radio personality that I've heard some people don't like her voice and her voice doesn't bother me at all. Sometimes though, what happens to me is how, just how people are. Like there is one radio station here where I feel like those, are they VJs or DJs? DJs? Disc jockeys versus? Because that's video, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, those DJs, there's some local DJs here around Denver and they rip on people all the time. And I just can't stand listening to them. Like they'll have a caller on and they'll be like, oh, thanks so much for calling our show and being a listener. And then as soon as the person hangs up, they're like, what, what a crackhead, what is she talking about kind of thing. And I just, it, I'm like, oh, and especially because they, one of them in particular is like known in the area for being this like super Christian kind of like rights for parenting magazines here. And I'm like, that doesn't seem very Christian to me. So I I can only like tolerate them in small bits. But as far as like, and that's not what we're talking about, but as far as, you know, the sound of someone's voice. Yeah. Yeah. That's just rude. (laughs) I think so. But other people, but what's interesting is that other people laugh that off and find that jokey. Whereas like the other woman I was saying, people don't like her and find her mean, but I find her jokey. Does that make sense? Jokies, I know not a word, but I find like, I find I don't take as much of what she says as seriously as other people do. Does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense to me. And that's interesting because there is a radio show and it's a morning show that I won't listen to because I am very bothered by the sounds of the voices and I just don't think they're very funny. So I find that's interesting. 
I don't know. I got off in a rabbit trail in my brain. Also, I was distracted by your new microphone stand. Oh, thank you. That is beautiful. I decided rather than having to try and balance it, I should be legit and actually get a tripod. Yeah, it was like uh, propped up on a puzzle box. I mean, mine's still propped up on a puzzle box, but yours is like fancy. It looks very sturdy. It is. It is. Yeah. I I got nothing else for you on that. I mean, sometimes I have to use the puzzle box. Sometimes not. You know, you should see this is I was joking with someone the other day about my setup because when I am being interviewed on podcasts, obviously the individuals who are interviewing me can't see my setup, but I literally have like five giant books to put my laptop on because my desk to chair ratio is not awesome. So my desk tends to be a little lower. So I have like five giant textbooks that my laptop goes on and then I adjust my camera. And then before I had the tripod, I had a stack of like four four or five smaller, thinner books for my microphone to try and get that ratio because there's a certain amount of space that's supposed to be between your head and the top of the screen. I mean, it's, it's, but you could never tell, but now I've just outed myself. So that's all very cute. I just turned around from where we're sitting to look at your setup and everything she's saying is true. You know, this girl (laughs) does not lie. Um, also where we are set up, I'm very distracted by the fact that there's a miniature Christmas tree, Christmas tree, a miniature Christmas tree that's giving me the finger right now. (laughs) It has like, it's so beautiful with little branches all split out. And then has this one really tall, like the top one is just very tall and looks like it should have more sprouting off the side of it. But it's like, no, F you Christmas, which is kind of how I felt like I was out and about doing some last minute shopping because that's just how my brain is. That's just where I am this year. So if that is you, you are not alone. I was out and about today trying to do, and I don't want to say last minute, there's still a couple days to go. But anyway, the point is I was out shopping and I felt like I was in the beginning scenes of the Grinch movie with Jim Carrey, where there's just hustle and bustle and everyone's like, two hours till Christmas. (laughs) And everyone like stops and freaks out. And then the hustle and bustle keeps going. Like the parking lots were mad. The people, there was just so many people everywhere. And then I was also just kind of annoyed because the stores I was going into didn't have what I'm looking for or what I have in my mind for what I'm looking for, which just means I have to go to other stores, which is not, it's fine. It's not necessarily like, it's not a bad thing, but it just extends my time being out. And also we had snow, we had icy snow, like it's been frigid. We had really, 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 really cold temperatures, wind chill. I mean, not as bad as like Alaska. Okay. We get it or Minnesota, but it was pretty cold for where we are. And it snowed, which now means we have snow-packed roads, which aren't melting because it's still really cold. And I am astounded at how people are driving. Like, it's just, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to extend the stores I need to go to because I want to get off the roads because there are just people who are being insane out there. I can't ever... Well, I don't want to say every red light I went to, I saw someone drive through a red light, but just about. I feel like it was happening that much that there were people who were just steamrolling right through red lights. And let me tell you, the roads are not so bad. They're not icy that bad that you can't stop or slow down for a red light. No, they were just so busy and needing to move so fast and get to where they're going that they're just blowing through these red lights. And I'm like, this is just not safe out here. No, no, it's not. No, I I get that with the hustle and bustle. I told Anna that I had to stop at a place to get my skis waxed. And that guy was definitely an angry elf. And I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to go. I've been trying to, I've been putting out in social media kind of my tips for avoiding an energetic hangover. And then (laughs) the other day I was like, I should probably take my own advice. So this morning I was like, I'm going to set an intention. And it was a little crazy bit of a morning and stuff going on with my car. And you're right. It's been super cold. And how are we going to manage the roads and I, you know, work and all sorts of stuff and buddy. And I, this morning I was like, okay, I'm going to set my intention. And it's like, things are just going to fall into place the way they're meant to. I'm just setting that intention really helps, but it is hard. I mean, when I was out on the roads, earlier, there were people blowing through, just what you're talking about, blowing through red lights where I would just have to stop and wait. And and luckily, I don't think I've been flipped off today. That's been pretty common recently. Uh, <laughs> where I'm like, 
I'm just, I put my blinker on. You don't have to flip me off for putting my blinker on. But yeah, it's been, it's been interesting in this time of year, right? It's kind of that it's the antithesis of what it's supposed to be, right? It's supposed to be merry and jolly and people come together and unity and community and be with family and, and share love and compassion. And instead it's kind of, oh gosh, what was my other, I, I had used this example where I'm like, everyone comes together in unity and love here. Oh, like concerts, right? Like people Mm -hmm. go to shows and we're all like, yes, let's sing together and have this massive thing. And then as soon as we walk out, everyone's like, screw you. I'm getting in my car. Get out of my way. I have to go home. So it's like, everything will be merry and joyous. And then it's like, yeah, forget you. Get out of my way. I got to go do my last minute shopping. Alexandra and I were just talking about how self-serving it seems out there in the world or how self-serving people are seeming with with their decisions. And I 100% agree with you. Like everyone, well, I don't know about everyone, but there are a lot of people who are preaching like Jesus is the reason for the season. And like, <laughs> we are here to celebrate Christ's birth and don't forget that we are Christians. And then out there in the world, it's madness until they get into their little homes or they're making decisions that are like, this is what's in my best interest. So you have to abide what's in my best interest. And I don't know. It just kind of feels yucky. And Alexandra called me while I was out on the road earlier today. And I'm like, I'm trying so hard to be joyful and triumphant. I'm trying really hard. But it's, yeah, it's it's stressful out there. So much so that I walked in the door and I was like, do we have glasses up there for wine? And Al's like, no, I'm not drinking. And I'm like, I need to. Not that I need to. I don't need to people, no. but I like I was like, I that's because you haven't been out there. Yeah. After being out there, I need a glass of wine. She's like, you must not have been out and about yet. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's interesting closing up this year and just seeing what happens. And I feel like that end of the year frenzy, I I saw someone recently who I liked what they were saying because I definitely am someone who sees the end of a calendar year as a way to close the year, but it's, it's, it's a construct that we've been provided because if you really look at it there, it's not really any, if you were to take away the actual year, it's just another day. So this transition and we're in the middle of a season. So it's not like, right. It's not marked by anything else other than a construct that we've been given because you know, we're still where we are, we're still in winter. So it's not like that's a transition or an end. We are working on getting, well, we just recently have gotten to the shortest day of the year. So now days are lengthening, but we go through that with the longest day of the year and don't have this kind of frenzy. So it's just an interesting thing to see how people get so caught up in that and then start getting into their like, okay, new calendar year. What are my new intentions? And I do, like I said, I do close. I like to close out the year by saying, this is what I want to leave in a year. And this is what I want to embrace in the new year. But I don't, I don't, I think we talked about this before at the beginning, actually of this year, 75 episodes, well, not 75 episodes ago, but like 50 episodes ago. Yeah. Um, Happy anniversary. Yeah. Thanks to you too. But just how, you could change your mindset away from what those new year's resolutions are. Who have, have we ever even looked up where new year's resolutions came from? Is it another hallmark creation? I think it's, I was going to say the gym system. What are those places? The workout places. What are those called? (laughs) They are gyms. (laughs) I obviously go to them. No, I feel like that have workout equipment. I feel like there might be something to that, unfortunately, to the health and wellness industry. And I I wonder if it did stem from them. And they're like, you need to be thinner. I mentioned this before and maybe not just a book club. Or maybe I mentioned it on the podcast and then talked about it to some friends. But it really kind of annoys me anymore that for all the holidays in November and December, it's like eh, starting with Halloween and all the candy, like eat, 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 eat all the sugar, get the sugar. That's all that's sold is sugar, sugar, sugar. Make your cookies, drink the drinks, eat the candy. And then right after that is like, now lose the weight and buy this gym membership and you have to work out and get into your summer body. And it's like, what is happening? It's so annoying. Yeah. Where did it come from? Um, Where did it go? Where did it come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Remember that? Uh I'm going to go on a tangent and then we'll come back to New Year's resolutions. A friend of mine sent me a picture and it showed it basically was essentially years old based off of movies. So for instance, Toy Story. Yeah. 27. Oh. Bugs Life. 23. Oh, I like that movie. Nemo. 19. Hmm. 
cars, 16. Wow. Up 13. And then I'm pretty sure, and I had, I had responded to her because uh, she has a, a 16-year-old and she was like, my son is cars old. And I thought that was funny. But I th- And I was joking because I think Jim Carrey's Grinch was 2004. So I was like, well, Jim Carrey's Grinch is going off to college. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like, right. Holy moly. Is that, that weird? Right? Yeah. Anyway, back to New Year's resolutions. It looks like ancient Babylonians did a form of New Year's resolutions. But essentially what they did was make promises to their gods in regards to their debts and what they were going to do for the following year. Hmm. Not, I'm not seeing anything about working out and and getting slimmer. Right? (laughs) Or quitting smoking. (laughs) Well, and, and we, I think we've touched on this, but... For for me, and anytime I talk with any of the families that I work with, I'm like, find the strategies that work for you so you can be successful. Because how much of a shame spiral do we end up in when we're like, I'm going to lose 20 pounds and then don't do anything. And then by March, we're like, forget those New Year's resolutions. And- by March, I w- there was a news bit the other day that I just tapped into very, very briefly as I was trying to fix something on my TV. But I think the thing was like only 18% of people actually keep their resolutions. And the anchor commented, the rest of us need to do a better job. And I was like, F you. Like, how about we just not have this pressure to do that anyway? I mean, there's something, there is something to fresh year, new you, you know, starting over renewal. There is something to that. I don't want to minimize that. But I feel like the spirit of that has totally gone commercial. And I think you're exactly right. Like it's become a shame spiral thing where if you don't stick to it, then you just feel awful about yourself. And it's usually by the end of January. It's not even in March. It's like you can't even hang on to it for, for a month. And and then you feel bad about yourself and then continue to just do the cycle continues. And then you're like, I'll wait till next year. And then I'll really do better about getting to the gym or losing money or not spending as much money. Or- Did you say losing money? <laughs> yeah. Oh, making money? I don't know. I don't know what my point was there. But <laughs> no, I was just like, I don't I don't want to lose money. I don't want to lose money either. Uh, no, I th- I think you're onto something. When we make it a tangible thing and about something external, I think that's where it's easier to to have it fall apart. But when you make a commitment like I want to do better in this area. Like I want to for and you and I were talking about kind of things that we want to bring in the new year. But for me, I'm like, well, I want to continue trying to be a better parent. So if I'm continuing to be a better parent, I'm going to commit to to that, right? So it's something that's more internal that feeds me rather than something external. Yeah. How about I'm going to focus on making more meals at home with my family or having dinner time, spending more time with my family. I'm going to give more to charity this year. I'm going to give more to my church this year. I'm going to volunteer more. Like where are all those things that you can actually work to build up over the year rather than I'm going to get my gym membership and work out four times a day and not and eat carbs. Yeah. And we want to be clear. We're not, we're not saying don't work out and we're not saying don't eat healthier. What we're saying is be smarter about it and, and don't commit to something that you know that you're not going to be as successful about. And if, if working out is already part of your routine, keep doing it. But so often you're right. That's where gyms make so much money is that they do all these deals, people, you know, engage in that. And I've done that. I totally have done that where I'm like, I'm going to get fit. And then by February, I'm like, not going as often. How about like, instead of focusing those goals that aren't um, those realistic goals, what do they get? Smart goals, right? So instead of, (laughs) instead of doing that, why aren't you like, I'm going to work on being kinder to myself. I'm going to work on more positive messaging and positive self-talk. I'm going to journal more. I'm going to have a gratitude journal. I'm going to yeah. like do those practices, which science says are going to help me live a happier life. I'm going to be, I'm going to do the things that make me happier this year. Exactly. And then you can't like, and then that doesn't come with a price tag, which right. then makes you feel bad about yourself if you can't follow through. Exactly. So, well said, Anna. Well said. I try. <laughs> Alexandra, so back to, I'm sorry, I went on a tangent, y'all. Back to what the original intent was. At this point in a year, there you have a practice, and I think we've talked about this before, you're right, about what we're going to leave behind in this year mm. and what we want to embrace in the new year. So what are some things that you want to leave behind oh, in this year? Oh, you want me to go first? Yes. Oh, okay. Sure. 
And I tend to be more, more on the like emotional and more woo woo stuff. But I, one of the things that I'm really working on is being very intentional in the relationships I have. And so I think I've mentioned on here, I listened to Reese Witherspoon on the Glennon Doyle podcast, the We Can Do Hard Things. And she had mentioned how she had a an acting coach very early on in her career who said, a third of the people are going to build you up. A third of the people aren't going to do anything. And a third of the people are going to pull you backwards. Who do you want to be around? And I love this because it's something I want to incorporate and teach Buddy because kids always have stuff that comes up with their friendships. And I really want to teach him that early. But it helped me evaluate that and go, I really want to work on my relationship so that not only am I a person who's in that third, who's lifting up the people that I'm around, but also that I'm around people who are going to lift me up. Um, so that's that's one thing I want to leave behind is any of those relationships that haven't been serving me. I tend to be a people pleaser. So I really want to work on kind of shifting that and being able to let go more and more of the people pleaser. Another thing I'd like to leave behind, y'all have heard so much about my work situation. I would like to leave behind the hamster wheel I feel like I'm on where I'm just going, 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 but never really getting my head above water and be a little, I was going to say more smarter. There you go. You're welcome. You are welcome. Be a little bit more strategic about what I'm doing and how I'm spending my time instead of getting on the hamster wheel out of fear. And the third thing I'd like to leave behind is kind of that imposter syndrome and playing small and really tapping into if something lights me up, then to go with it, even if I initially have fears or or am playing small. But if it lights me up to just hold on to that to see me through, if that makes sense. I love that. Yeah. What do you have for what you're leaving behind? Okay. So the first thing, and I was thinking like, what do I want to leave behind? Because I feel like 2022 for me was, was okay. And, and I, well, that's something that I want to brace in 2023. So I won't jump ahead of myself just yet, but I, I feel like it was a pretty good year. I had fun. I had a lot of fun. I did a lot of things as I look back in the year. There were speaking engagements. Um, I wrote some articles for my professional magazine. I traveled. I spent a lot of time with friends and family. And so I did a lot of the things that for me are life fulfilling. I was going to say bucket filling, but I think I want to change that to just life fulfilling. Like I, they, they bring me joy. So one of the things I, I think if there is a gap or something that I want to to I don't know, build or or work on in the future. It would be like figuring out whatever it is that's holding me back when it comes to the manpanion stuff mm-hmm. um, or just like start, like I want to leave behind whatever that is that is holding me back. And so then I guess looking forward, I want to embrace like trying to figure out what that is and figure out, is that something that I truly want? Cause I know we've, we, we have talked about it here and there and everywhere. And with this group of friends and that group of friends, and just between the two of us. And I like, some people have been like, well, do you really want one? Like, do you want a man painting? And I'm like, in like, at times, yes, there are like days when I'm driving home from work and I'm like, it'd be really great if I had a man painting to do this with, or that with, or to travel with, or to, you know, greet me with a glass of wine and some dinner when I get home. Like those things all sound really nice to me. And then when push comes to shove and I'm actually faced with like actual people to, to, to reach out to, then I freak out and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. So I just want to figure out what that missing piece is. If there, I want to figure out, is there a missing piece? If so, what is it? And then how can I move forward? I love that. I think that's, that's pretty, um, that's really astute is the yeah. the word that comes to Thank mind you. of just being, being able to recognize that. Yeah. So stay tuned people. Have you ever thought I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal and everyone at my company, the sound off podcast network had a hand in making this show, whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show. We are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. 
or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Also, I was thinking it's been a while since I've talked about the whole fostering situation and where I started on my journey with that. And that's kind of looped around in my life more recently. So I don't know. That's like a more embracing for this year and and seeing where that goes. I think another thing I want to leave behind is while I said this year was good and I feel like there were a lot of life filling things that happened. I also just feel like a lot of times I'm just going through the motions and wash, rinse, repeat, get up, go to work, come home, do whatever it is in the afternoon. And like, I don't know, it's just been kind of robotic or just constant. I find myself driving either to work or church and being like, I, this is where I'm going today. And then I find like maybe the the thing that I'm looking for is just being present and in the moment to really embrace what it is that, that I am doing or where I am, because I just feel like I'm, yeah, just kind of going through the motions and doing these things rather than being present. So some people call that mindfulness. There's actually a book (laughs) called the presence process. And it's about that. It's about intentionally being present and being able to really quiet your mind and be available and in the moment, which is really hard for us. We're a society that prides itself on being busy, prides itself on multitasking. And and also when we're doing things sometimes when life is happening, it's exhausting and you just have to get through the day. And then all of a sudden you go, what did I just do? Yeah. 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 Yes. My, I don't love this question on Monday morning, even though I ask it of people like, oh, how was your weekend? And then I think back and I'm like, good. I don't even know what I did, even though I know like there are times when I've had a really busy weekend and fun weekend and I did a lot of things. But in that moment, I'm like, what in the Sam hell? I feel like I was just here two minutes ago. So I have no idea where that 72 hours went. It is hard to be like, today is this day and this is what I want to do. I think, I mean, I totally align with that too, of wanting to slow down a little bit. And and that's part of my, what I want to continue to work on is I've, I've been working on for a while and especially since Sean died of really trying to create a life of my own design and a life that I really want. And part of that for me is to be able to slow down, not have to work the 10 hours to make a living. Not that I do that right now, but to have, to have a capability of, of working and being financially taken, not taken care of, but financially, whatever, cool, good to go. You guys fill in the blank. I know you all are, this is the word, but financially stable. Not that I'm in to see any of the words. I'm like, it doesn't mean I'm not, but to a point where I don't have to be concerned about things financially while I'm trying to be more present as a mom. And so those are two, two of my things for the new year's to continue. And I said this earlier, continue being a better mom, like working towards being a better mom. And then really still working on creating a life where I am aligned with what I'm doing. I'm lit up by what I'm doing. It is life filling as you call it, but it also doesn't have to be so stressful that I'm like, you know, on that hamster wheel and, and am able to be more present because I'm not stressed about how am I going to do all these other things that I have to do. Oh, and the third thing I'm working on continuing to work on continuation from this year is forgiveness. Amen. And aren't we all? Holy, 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 (laughs) holy, 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 man. Isn't that a tough one? Yeah. That, ah, there's so many perspectives on forgiveness and like, there are a lot of people who have chimed in into what exactly that is and what it looks like. And just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you're welcoming them back into your life or the right. Like, I don't know. It just means that you're letting go of some of the harms, I guess, or like not holding on to the pains or you're releasing, you're like giving that back and saying like, I release you at, right? Like I'm <laughs> no longer going to be impacted by the things. Like there are just so many, so many aspects to forgiveness. And, and it's, it's a hard one, no matter what angle you try to come at forgiveness when you have been hurt and there are some deep wounds, it's difficult for, to, to, go through that journey. And, um, we've talked to some people who are like, well, 
let's work on like forgiving self before you forgive other people. And so that's a really fun one. I've heard the word accountability a lot in the last couple of days, even though I was holed up in my house, it might've been on TV. <laughs> I, I was holed up in my house for two days, which is, which could lend to why like everyone is out on the road now. That's true. And why things are so crazy because everyone was holed up for two days because it was I, cold. I loved having the time off, but you're right. It's interesting. There is There was a moment where I had to stop myself and go, it is one day and, and it's not like I couldn't have gone out if I needed to, but there it kind of resonated a little stuff, a little for me with COVID because when COVID hit and everything shut down, it was like your access to things plummeted. And so- I told Anna before, you know, we all knew that this cold spell was coming in. And I was like, I'm just going to get a few provisions because, you know, what do you do when it's cold in your home? You eat the whole time. So I had like 10 different meals planned for whatever was going to happen. And it was just fine. And Buddy was fine. But I was like, do I have an, I mean, my fridge and pantry were packed for one day, which is just, right, just my own anxiety. But you're right. That makes sense because everyone's like, freedom. And I wonder if for anyone else, it kind of created without really knowing or having the words, a little bit of that anxiety of not having access like COVID did. I know. And we totally could have gone outside yesterday. Like <laughs> I drove, I wrote my cards later in the season. Again, I'm just going to embrace where I am and at what point things are happening this season, but I'm a little tardy with that project. And so I was like, the the post office is not very far from my house. So at least I could get in my car. I don't like, I'm not going to be outside and exposed. And like, it's the kind, it's frostbite, frostbite. That's the kind of dangers they're talking about, right? Like be outside for five minutes and you could get frostbite. And so it freaked everybody out. So they stayed home to your point. <laughs> I even went grocery shopping beforehand and was like, I just need to have a couple things on hand just in case <laughs> I'm not going to go out. But I did. I got in my car, went to the post office, dropped off my cards, went back. And I was like, if I had showered and put my face together today, I could actually go to the stores and do things because I bet they're empty, right? Well, the shelves would have been empty too. <laughs> we could have gone out yesterday. It wasn't that bad. First world problems, but it's just so funny. Anyway, so I was watching a lot of TV while I was doing projects around the house and accountability came up and it's it just is such an interesting reminder to me of how difficult. All right. It was a prison show that I was watching. Okay. Might've been called I am a killer on Netflix. <laughs> um, there was one episode in particular where a couple of the people speaking were like, I had to work a lot on accountability. That's just not something that I did before. Like just, you know, take responsibility for my actions. And I don't know why it shocks me so much that this is really a hard thing for people to do, but yeah, like own your words, own your actions. And it, it you do have to suck it up and accept responsibility. And the fact that you might have been in the wrong, and even if you weren't in a wrong, but you caused someone some pain or some harm in some sort of fashion, ugh, like own up to it. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to well, be like, you hurt my feelings. Yes, you hurt their feelings. Now you've said it. It's out there in the open. Move on. Yeah, it well. Of course, you say that like it's super simple. It's I'll say, I think, not easy. I think I think forgiveness can be pretty simple. Um, maybe not easy, but simple. But just the same. I mean, unfortunately, in society, and I can't speak to necessarily other cultures, but there is there isn't much of a difference. We don't delineate very well between making mistakes and and the individual. We haven't normalized making mistakes. We haven't normalized failure. And so it's harder for people to own up to it because think of, I, I know for myself, it just with throughout like my career, throughout different jobs, even in personal relationships, you make a mistake, you do something and the reaction can be so large that, and then, you know, what kind of person are you, you know, there's so much shame and guilt that comes attached to it. So it is hard for people to do that. I I mean, obviously, I, I've said this before. I'm a big proponent of being able to heal your hurts and get grounded in your worth because when you're not in your worth is when it's easier to be highly impacted by someone else's reaction. And their reaction is theirs. Like, how often do we hear, if you hadn't done this, I wouldn't have reacted this way. And that's both parties not taking, right? Gaslighting. It's both parties not taking responsibility or that accountability. But yes, when I... 
in my own healing process and and dealing with forgiveness, one, just making the choice to forgive is a big one. Doesn't mean you have to necessarily take action right away, but just actively, I mean, it shifts your body. It shifts your cells to say like, I'm going to actively work to try and forgive this person. That's a big piece of it. But I think also that accountability piece, like you don't have to stay in your hurt the person, it doesn't mean that they're not responsible for what happened. It's just, you don't need the other person to forgive them, which is really hard for people because we want to be validated and acknowledged for our hurt. But really forgiveness is about you, not the other person. 100% amen. Yes. Your forgiveness is about you and has nothing to do with the other person. And like preach sister. And whether you start to work on forgiveness with yourself of why or how you're in that situation or forgiving the other people. I don't know. Like it just makes me think of that. And I think I mentioned it here before, but that Jack Camfield book. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about like, if you want to work on improving your life or changing your life, and this is not woo woo people. This is just like, it's just humanness. Okay. Like you have to take responsibility for where you are in your life. And I had to learn that. And I think we've talked about that here before too, that I, I did a lot of blaming on my former partner for a lot of my life circumstances. Like it's because of him that I don't have X, Y, Z, A, B, C. And then I had to, I needed a big wake up call to say, that's one, that's not fair Two, It's not true. And See, I was waiting for it. <laughs> I have to own the pieces that are mine to own in my situation. Like it is my life. I have made certain decisions which have gotten me to here, and I need to own that. and And I don't want to be a victim of my circumstances. I need to say, like, no, I made choices that got me to where I am today, and some of them are hot, damn, exciting, and amazing, and others have been not so cool. But I need to own that, and I need to be accountable and responsible for that. So, yeah, that that's an ever ever moving forward train. You, I wish you could see my my hand movements <laughs> as I'm like emphasizing what it is that I'm saying, but also to keep embracing that moving forward. So, one, no, it's not easy. It feels like the answer is simple of what we need to do, but definitely not easy. And I give you a hundred percent kudos for embracing that, acknowledging that and taking that journey on because you are not alone. Aw, thank you. And I, I have to say, I think that's awesome that you have been able, again, to have that introspection to say some of these choices, right? We all make choices and go, ooh, well, that's not, that didn't go the way I thought it would. And I think it's, and we've talked about this also, I think that's my term. I think I've said that a bajillion times today. So keep drinking, y'all. But when we hold on to that checklist of life or what society has said is what that successful life looks like, then it's it's easier to feel guilty or to be able to blame someone else when our life doesn't fit that picturesque look. And when we can release that and just go, oh, wait, no, it life's not like a successful life, in my opinion, is is about who we are, not what we do. I was actually just writing that for an article the, <laughs> earlier today. So I'm oh, glad that you came tell up. an I article. I know. No, no, no. To be to be continued. I'll tell you guys about it um, once I know for sure everything's coming to fruition. But yeah, like that little carrot. But yeah, just that for for me having to change that mindset from these are the things a successful life looks like to a successful life is me stepping into my purpose and being in my worth. And and that is hard to remember because social, I mean, even now I can say all this and, and I try and remind people, like, it's still a journey for me too. I might have these concepts and be like, oh, this really fits. This is aligned. It makes sense. But I mean, I go on Instagram to post something and I'm like, ooh, look at your beautiful little family, your cohesive family unit. And I don't, like my family looks different and that's okay that it looks different, but it's still part of my mourning process of like, oh, well, that's what we were talking about. Like, and and being able to separate that and not get into that comparison culture or the comparisonitis. Yeah. Mm. I know. Yes. I know. How about, it's supposed to be like a, fluffy wrapping up the year uh, session session. Um, (laughs) What are we doing? This is our therapy session. And no, and I'm the only one 
having a glass of wine. So there you have it. You're not alone Remember, if you two are having a glass of I wine. I had RSV, y'all. <laughs> you did. I, and I'm proud of you for Remember saying no. the horrific last episode where I, I was like crawling on the floor coughing. <laughs> like, I'm going to carry this and talk about my wooden cross for 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So first of all, I need to loop back to that last episode because yes, Alexandra was hacking up a storm and getting up and leaving the recording area to go do so, which you probably are very grateful for because otherwise it would have just been, yeah, just continue continual coughing. But Alexandra, when she was away, forgot to share a very important piece of information oh, oh. with us. Oh, I see. You have to call me out now. Yes. I <laughs> Because yes. of your wooden cross. We were laughing about Anna and her wooden cross story. And she's like, you need to call yourself out. Okay, no, people. No, no. Before then, I will say, y'all, it's not a flock of geese, flock of seagulls, perhaps, but it's a gaggle of geese. Right. Thank you, Denise. <laughs> yeah. It's a gaggle of geese. Thank you, Denise. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, now it's your oh turn to gosh. call. Call, call, call. Yeah. I have mentioned before that sometimes I find my leggings uncomfortable. Okay. I wear leggings a lot. I work with babies. I get on the floor with them. So I dress comfortably for my day. Dressing up for me is putting on a pair of jeans these days. And so I was coughing and coughing and coughing. And I finally collected myself and came back into the room. And I was like, something feels off. And what felt off was that my pants were on backwards. Her pants were on backwards. And she doesn't tell me that until after we have finished the recording session. And she's like, by the way, when I stepped out, I noticed that something felt really weird about my pants. It's because they're on backwards. And I was like, oh my God, why did you not call that out when you came back into the room? Because then I was talking for another 20 minutes about stupid Christmas facts from around the world. Because I was like, um, and then... And 400,000 also means this. Oh my God. And I was just left there like staring at a wall, like, well, I guess I'm talking to myself and reading these dumb things that hopefully you found somewhat interesting. And that would have been a heck of a lot more funny and fun. But anyway, here we are. Well, now, now you guys know. And Anna does not like ever having to talk. Like she, we've talked about not recording in the same room and she's like, no. We have, we have to be here. No, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> relational person. I, and, and like, we are now, we used to be like 10 feet apart from each other, but we are now like 20 feet apart from each other. And I'm like, you're so far away. I know. Across I was the like, room. We, we have to change our setup a little bit. <laughs> it's okay. It's all for you guys, really. So yes. we do it all for you. We make the sacrifices for you. <laughs> You're not allowed. We put ourselves out there and make fun of ourselves first for you. Did I tell you guys, okay, my volleyball season has ended, but did I ever tell you that I discovered after I told you that I fell on the volleyball court? Well, actually off to the side after that, I was talking about it with my student and her my my student who I was talking with, who's a volleyball player, her parent also works for the school. And actually one of the duties of this person is to like look at the video all day long of what's happening around our school. And he was like, wait, what day was that? And then went back and totally, I mean, he was there when it happened, but wasn't paying attention. Thank God. But he was like, I missed that. How did I miss that? And so he went back and looked at the video, which then was played on repeat for everyone in the office. And like, that was one of those things where I was like laughing in the moment, but I thought, okay, if this gets taken anywhere else or is like recorded or shown anywhere else, that, that would be like uncomfortable kind and would hurt my feelings, but I'm okay with this right now. Good for you. Did you express that to them? No, but I thought like, should it happen again? I'm going to have to use my voice, which is something that I'm working on. Like, that's what another thing I want to embrace. Like, Abby, we have a podcast. Abby, I write articles. Abby, I have like leadership roles of which I'm very grateful in my life. And um, also I just want to continue that. I want to continue to use voice and, and speak for people who feel like they can't speak or don't don't have a space to speak and guest speakers and bring more people onto the show. That's another thing I, want, I look forward yeah, to. Yeah. Stay tuned. We have some cool stuff lined up for next year. Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to interview our guest speaker, Alexander Wyman today. I don't know mm. if you guys know, but she wrote a book and it was a bestseller on Amazon. Could it still is. be. They liked her artwork. 
But I do have some questions that I'm going to ask you. So stay tuned. You. Oh, yeah. I'm not even sharing the questions with her before. I have no idea what she's going to ask me, which happens actually quite often here (laughs) on this show. But uh, stay tuned because we'll definitely bring that in the new year. So that should be exciting. (gasps) The new year. I know. What do you like to do for New Year's? Go to bed at 10. Mm. No. Yeah. Well, it's on a Saturday, Sunday. So New Year's Eve is on a Saturday and we have church on Sunday. So I need to be in like a pretty decent shape on Sunday because I direct the choir. You do. Yeah. So I can't get up there and like be all hungover and stuff. I've done that before. Honesties, like it's like confession time, but I've done that before. And it is not my favorite in so many ways. Yeah. I, the other day it was so weird. I actually had, I was running or talk about running around. I was doing my running around in the craziness. And normally if I know I have a longer day, I pack food throughout the day. You actually heard me chomping on my cucumbers, but I, it was so weird. This doesn't happen very often anymore, but I started getting low blood sugar and it started to feel like a little bit, like I was drunk or hungover. And I don't, I don't drink like that anymore. And I was like, oh, this does not feel good. And and luckily I was able to stop someplace and, and get some protein and, and my blood sugar evened out. But I was like, oh, remember these days when this used to feel good? And I was like, no, nope, does not feel good to me anymore. No, I don't know if it ever really felt good. I feel like Wait. one or two drinks you get in and you're like social and let your guard down and things are kind of silly. Have that little buzz, you Have know? Have that buzz. Yeah, no. No, and I, right, I've tried to explain to people who are younger than I that like when you get older, your body's like, ugh, it's just all not metabolizing things as well as it used to. So it just doesn't feel very good anymore. No, I told my therapist that after being sick for two and a half weeks, I was like, I just don't rebound very well right after it. And there's so many things I think I just feel really behind. And then there's adulting that needs to happen. And I've been away from things that light me up for so long because when you're sick, you're just going through the motions. And it's like, ooh, this is not, I was like, stay away from the processed sugar, Alexandra, stay away. Yeah, because I have, right now I have, a shelf in my pantry full of chocolates and things that we've been gifted. <laughs> like, yay for the holidays. I'm going to keep bringing them to people's houses. Is that your, you're not alone if you also have that in your pantry? That's one of them. Really what I wanted to say to people today is if you are experiencing any sort of holiday blues or life, I like to say right now that life is just happening. So for a lot of People I'm around, some interesting, really like energetic things are happening right now and people are feeling life a lot more. And so I'm like, if you feel the holiday blues or that life is happening and it's really hard to be more present and find that that joy and triumph, I just want to say you're not alone. Like this year hit me a little harder with the holiday blues and just have to ride that wave and and embrace it and and be kind to ourselves. Amen. I I don't even have a you are not alone to add because I think that is stellar. And I just want to ditto that and say that wherever you are is where you are and that it's all okay. If you're feeling joyful and triumphant and you find yourself like laughing hysterically at things or loving the Christmas movies or hating the Christmas movies and only have five ornaments up on your tree and the boxes of your decorations are up on the main floor, but nothing is out of them. That is all okay. And it's just where things are and embrace that. I agree with Alexandra. Like that's just your, it's, it's you, it's who you are, it's where you are and it's all okay. Absolutely. On that note, what a, what a joke of the day do we have? Well, you mentioned snacks earlier, and I'm actually quite hungry, so this might be appropriate for today. Our joke of the day, STW, we're ever thinking about you. Shanti Wyman, this one is for you. What do hungry snowmen No, That's, oh, I guess that's what we're going with. Yeah. I don't know if it's the one that I wanted originally, but this is where apparently my webpage is. And what do hungry snowmen put on their ice burgers? Oh, I don't know. Chili sauce. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> just got like a small chuckle out of me for that one. I, a chuckle, you know, whatever you have to give Alexandra is awesome. 
<laughs> you guys are amazing. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. We'll see you in the new year. Hey, we love you. Happy 75th ep- ep- episode. The episode. Sometimes they're episodes. <laughs> Sometimes they're episodes, but happy 75th to us. Thank you again to all our followers, to all our listeners. We wish you all the best this holiday season and always. We love you. If there's ever anything that you need, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can find us at the Russian Sisters. I forgot for a moment where you could find us, but it's on the (laughs) Gmail at the Russian Sisters at gmail.com. Leave us five-star reviews, anything less. We won't disown you. We'll still be here for you. That's okay. Let us know how you're doing and how you think we're doing. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Russian Sisters. For more, go to soundoff.network. Produced and distributed by the SoundOff Media Company. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.